0: As Bill Galloway makes his way forward for our reading from the book of Hebrews, I invite you to join with me in our prayer for illumination, which you can find printed up on the screens. Let praying as one, gracious God, give us humble, teachable, obedient hearts so that we may receive what you have revealed and do what you have commanded. Amen.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Our scripture lesson this morning is from Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. It is a call to preserve the faith. Now hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse it from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswerving to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may Spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Thanks be to God for his holy inspired word, amen. We need the kids
0: to come forward.
1: Can I stay then? Mm-hmm.
0: No if you can sit on the steps. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Right, sit Oops.
2: nicely. How are you? <laughs> How are you? You guys doing good? Yeah? All right. Well, I just want to talk to you a little bit about this week. What What's going on this week? It's something pretty special.
1: What
0: are we, what are we doing? Children's sermon?
2: Well, no, I oh, mean, is, is, a, is a holiday. So what type of a holiday? I know so. what I'm doing. Uh,
0: Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. And is the Thanksgiving, Caroline? Yes. 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 Right yes. Sure. I know yes. where I'm going. Yes.
2: Thanksgiving. Um, what yes. are you thankful for, Henry? Name one thing you're thankful for. I'm for
0: what? I'm thankful for candy, cake and other yummy foods that start with C.
1: Um I'm
0: thankful
2: for My friends and family. Very good. Very good friends and family. That's a good one. Candy. I'm thankful
0: for Holland. For Holland, okay. And and
2: what else? What else, Dan? My family. That's very good. That's what I was looking for. What about Caroline? What are we thankful for, Caroline? Uh, mommy and Daddy. Mommy and Daddy. Daddy. Oh, and, and your and your brother and my sister. And your sister, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, um, I'm thankful for my family as well. I met up with them last night. I don't get to see my uh, brother too, too much because he's running with sports. And um, it was very nice to see my brother, my mom, and um, the, the kids, uh, my niece and nephew, uh, with Wayne, because Wayne never makes it. <laughs> he's usually working. Um, so um, we had a really good time uh, at a restaurant last night and um looking forward to the holiday so um i just want to like let you guys know that this is an important holiday and every day of the year god watches us and we should be thankful for everything that we do and everything that we have okay because you know it's not about toys and candy all day it's about the man upstairs and helping people right, okay, and this church. The basis is this church, and we have to be good people and help people, right? Oh, Do you? Sure. Um, my mom says something, sometimes this, but. And what does she say? What does mom I'm, say? I'm really thankful for um, like how, like how lucky I am. To what? have, to have what? To have like, to have
0: a home, That's right. to have food, to have like a lot of toys. Mm-hmm.
2: We're blessed with that, right, guys? So, and uh, did you guys ever? Did yes.
0: God, God
1: everyone's God. thankful.
2: God. Um, did you? One more thing I want to say. Did you guys ever hear of Salvation Army? No. I well, I was. I was looking at a program and a Salvation Army representative came on and they collect money. Guys, can you listen? They collect money to uh, help the poor sometimes, right? With clothes, with different things. Oh yeah, I forgot to add. Did you guys ever have hand-me-down clothes? Yes, 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 I have those from my cousin. There you go. There you (laughs) go. I said not not brand. You it's not brand new. No. Like brand new. You got brand thank you. New, and then it gets too small. That's you. that's right. So you, and if you have a sister, you can just. That's right. Time. If you have a sister, thank you very much. My Enjoy friend. your holiday.
0: All right. Thanks. Let's let's have a prayer, guys. Okay. Before we run away. No. Yeah. Come back. Let's pray. Okay. Let's fold our hands. Those rising you can repeat after me. Dear God, Dear God, we thank you for this day.
2: We thank you for this day.
0: And for this special holiday. Help us to remember. Help us to remember. To be thankful every day. To be thankful every day. We pray it in Jesus' name. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alright, thanks, Iris, and thanks, kids. You can head on back to your seats. So over, buddy. You can go sit down the mom now. All right. You might have sat there for the whole sermon. I don't know. All right. All right. So we come to the end of our journey, the book of Hebrews. Now, interestingly, we're not talking about chapter 11 of Hebrews, which is probably the one that you know the best. And since you know it the best, we're not going to talk about it. Not today, anyway. Um, But that's the hall of faith. Remember, the, the, the author of Hebrews, the preacher, takes you on a journey from Abraham all the way through the Old Testament to shine a light on all of the different people that had faith and what that faith enabled them to do. This chapter 10 that we're looking at today is kind of the hinge point from everything that we said about Jesus as the high priest and the one who goes to offer the sacrifice on our behalf and gets us to that point of talking about the people of great faith. But the question is, how do we get that faith? Where does it come from? Is it something that we just wake up one day and say, oh, gee, I have faith now. Well, not according to the preacher. The preacher says that faith is something that is planted inside of you because of the grace of God. He writes... Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to clean us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. What does that sound like to you? When you're in a church setting and you hear something about being washed clean and sprinkled with water, what does that sound like to you? Baptism. That's right. That's right. It's through those waters of baptism that the grace of God is imparted on the people of God. Now, in our tradition, in the Reformed tradition, when we baptize someone, do we do it in private? Do we have someone come in? Oh, come in when no one is here and just just you and the pastor and we'll just we'll just baptize you today is that how we do things here for those of you who have been around for a while no we do it together on Sunday morning in worship for everyone to see and everyone to participate, right? Either the person who is being baptized or their parent or grandparent or other guardian stands and makes promises on their behalf. And then the entire congregation stands and makes promises on behalf of the large C, the capital C Church, so that no matter what church you are a part of, that promise follows in every congregation, in every place. So what is so powerful about that? It's the idea that community is where we experience the presence of Christ. And so the preacher says... So let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. You might hear people say, and maybe you have said this at one point or another as well. Well, I can worship God just as easily in nature as I can in a church service, or maybe even better than in a church service where I'm unencumbered by these other people. But let me ask you a question. When you're all alone in nature worshiping God, who are you spurring on to good deeds, and who is spurring you on to good deeds? It's pretty hard to do that when you are all by yourself. And so the preacher says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We live in a time where people are giving up gathering together for worship when the Pew Research Foundation or Barna Group or whoever else does research on these things, when they call up a million people and 10 people answer the phone and give their religious affiliation, a growing number of people are saying none, that they have no religious affiliation whatsoever. And in the pandemic, This became easier and easier because for months, we couldn't gather together. We gathered virtually the people in our houses and we were all online watching the same thing that was happening and together in spirit, but sniff, smell that smell. It's hard to do that virtually. Listen to the sound of children playing and papers rustling and peppermint lifesavers being taken out of the tube. You don't hear that in your own house unless you are the one making the noise. Now, if you were to come to my house on one of those Sundays, you would have heard mayhem. Right? It's everything we can do to keep it contained somewhat, but those are the sounds of life. And that is life that can only be experienced when you are gathered together as a community of faith. In the preacher's day, when the temple had been destroyed and The people of God, the Christians, were being dispersed into different places. Well, it was very, very tempting to just stay home. To maybe have conversations about Jesus with your husband or your wife or your kids. But the preacher is saying, don't give in to the temptation to do what is easy. Because true worship is not about you and God. Let me say that again. True worship is not about what happens between you and God. True worship is what happens between y'all and God. You is plural. It's not me and my personal relationship with my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's about how the community of faith shows up together and worships together and serves together and encourages one another and emboldens one another. That's where all of this is going. In the absence of a temple and in the absence of a human high priest, it can be very easy to say, well, I don't need the church because I can just pray to God on my own. And while it's true that you can just pray to God on your own, talk to someone sometime who has felt the prayers of the community. In their sickness, or in their time of mourning, or in their time of need, they'll tell you that there is nothing quite like the community of faith. We're entering into now the Advent season when more and more people will come to a worship service, right? Right up to Christmas Eve. My hope for us as a community of faith is that we will continue to practice being that community in such a way that when newcomers find their way into our midst, they find a warm, welcoming environment that has them realize that this is the kind of thing that their life of faith has been missing. And for the preacher, as he then continues on into all of these stories of people of faith... The reality of every one of those situations is that they were surrounded by a community that was learning from them and that they were learning from and that they were being challenged with. But that's the way that God works. So I'm thankful today for this community of faith. And I'm thankful for the opportunity that we'll have in a few minutes to go downstairs and sit down with each other and eat together. You can learn a lot about a person by watching them eat, which I'm getting some odd looks about that, but it's true. If you've ever been to someone's house, if you've ever been out to lunch with someone, you leave from those encounters with a deeper understanding of a person than you had before. You might learn, hey, that person likes to have a glass of red wine with their lunch, or maybe two or three. You might learn that, oh, that person uh, has Celiacs disease, and they can't eat gluten. And that might make us think differently about the way we practice communion on a Sunday morning. Or you might think to yourself, oh man, every time we go out for lunch, that person has pot roast. They must love pot roast. And maybe it doesn't go any deeper than that. But you come away from the encounter with a personal understanding of someone. And that's what it is to be part of a community of faith. Be vulnerable enough with each other to eat pot roast at every meal. Stuff your face with turkey and stuffing and graving and all those things. Don't be self-conscious because we are a community of faith. We love each other. We support each other. We pray for each other. We care for each other. And we do all of that because of who Jesus is and because of what Jesus has done for us in his life and his death, his resurrection and his ascension. And we do that together as a community of faith in hope that when Christ comes again, The world will be set right. But until that happens, we get to practice that kingdom of God together in small ways. And what a joy and what a delight that is. Thanks be to God for that indescribable gift. Let's bow our heads together in prayer. Our great high priest... We thank you for the sacrifice offered once on the cross. We thank you that for us that means salvation forever. And we thank you for the opportunity that we have when we gather as a community of faith to participate in what you continue to do on our behalf from your throne in heaven. We pray that in this season of gratitude, in this season of thanksgiving, that we would understand what a gift we have in one another in this community of faith. And that you would continue to call us to persevere in our worship together. That you would call us to persevere in our service together. Help us to remember that worship is about all of us and what we do for you and with you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're able to stand, would you stand with me now as we affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. People of God, what do we believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sits on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.